0: Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius I think with me again. We are going through the book of James. We are in James chapter 4. And we have gone as far as verse 11. James chapter 4. It says, Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? Now, that was where we stopped last broadcast, and he was talking about George not speaking even one of us and we explained that you can point out issues, talk about issues, but don't talk about a particular person. Let's say, for example, somebody is corrupt in the government, and they are stealing from the public money, and all those things, that you know, is corruption in the world. Don't point out the man's name or the governor. Don't say governor this did that or governor that did that and something like this is going to happen to them. That is speaking evil of the man. But you have the liberty to point out what the scripture says about this type of behaviors and say corruption in this eye in of his or in glow of his, any form of corruption is evil. And people should repent. You are calling every man to repent without mentioning a man's name. You can point out that homosexuality is evil, is sin, and you can point out adultery is sin, but don't mention this person's name. You know, at least Malu is, is homosexual. Well, leave that to between him and God. But just point out that the Bible says homosexuality is why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And everyone that is in that of age, you repent. If somebody comes over, I am homosexual, what are you going to say? about I'm not judging you, but I'm pointing out what the scripture says. The scripture says, if you are committing sin, repent. Somebody say, well, the governor so and so is, is stealing from the government money. It's corrupt. And so, and so. We pray for the governor so and so. And we pray for the president so and so. We pray for the police so and so. But we still point out that corruption is evil and sin against God, against the people. Bribery and corruption is evil and sin against people. Stealing from the public fund is the same way. Stealing from the church fund is evil and sin know the pastor also has been accused of this and that, we pray for that pastor so. But we still point out that stealing from this, from the church, from this sin, that people should repent. So all of those things are pointing out issues rather than speaking evil of a particular person. So that's why the Bible is saying, speak not evil one of another. brethren." Don't speak evil of a person, but just talk about the issue and pray for the people that you think or know that they are doing those pastors. We know we have them to repent. That's how we pray. Now verse 12. So they say, one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are thou that judges another man? That's why I say we should not judge because we are safe. We, we When we judge people, then you are judging according to your own standard. But we are not to judge according to any person's standard. That's why God said judge not. Sometimes we don't know the motive behind what some people do. We are only seeing what they did or what they have not done. So God judges motive than the the offense. The motive is very important to God. The motive is very important to God. So that is why we are not to be the judge. Let the judgment of human beings be with God. Where we can point out offenses, that the Bible says this is an offense from the scriptures. Just point out the issues. That This is an issue that the Bible points out already, that we should not steal. We should not do committal We should not do all these things. And bribery may be stealing. We point out that bribery is stealing from the public or corruption is stealing from the public. Taking the control, not doing it and pocketing money, stealing from the public. You point out those cities without mentioning who did it, who did it, do that. Leave that to God. Let them be before God. You we say, Well, they are evil, they are this. Well, let's just pray for them that they will repent. I'll speak evil of no man. Now, verse 13. To go to something else. Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. that's planning your future, without even putting God in the equation. That's what it's going to address in this verse 13 to the end. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, that's verse 14. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall live. And do this or that. So he's pointing to the fact that don't be planning for tomorrow and the future when, without putting God in the equation. He said, well, "I don't think anything is really good to happen to me." God is not saying it will to you, but I. You say I God in all your ways. When you are collect God in all your ways, then you are humble before God. If you are not acknowledging God in all your, your ways, that's when this type of thing can happen to you. Because there is a story in the Bible that not a story, a parable that Jesus gave. He said, the the, the the property of a very rich person becomes so wealthy. And he has so many things coming out of his farm. And he said, what will I do? I said, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barn and build a bigger barn and store all my produce. And then tell my soul to rest. Oh, soul, you have stored up things for years to come. Just rest. Take it easy and enjoy your life. Never putting God in the equation. And this guy said, That night, God said, Thou fool, tonight your soul will be demanded of you. And then he asked, Of whose all those things that you have stored up, who now own it when your soul is demanded? So that's why you don't heap up things for yourself or not. So that's what God is saying here. And this is what Apostle James also is is pointing out again. He said, don't say tomorrow, today, tomorrow we go and do this and do that. You are planning your life without even putting God in the equation. That has to do with our mindset. That has to do with the word of our mouth that is coming out. And that has to do with what we do in our life. Because that's really the three issues. Our mindset is very important. Whom are you putting forth in your in your equation, your mindset? And then your words that is coming out of your mouth is also important. What are you saying with your mouth? If you are acknowledging God, you should be saying it. Be coming out of you. If your heart is acknowledging God, you should be saying it in your mouth, because the man that says, I will be, I will be for myself, or I will go tomorrow, I will buy and buy and buy and sell, and never put God in it, is saying the wrong thing, that's what he's saying here. For you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live, and do this or that. Verse 16. But now you rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. Verse 17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth is not, to him is sin. So if you know how to do good and you are not doing it, said, that is sin to you. If you know that you should help somebody, you refuse to help the person, that's obviously, So mm-hmm. we have to be checking balance, check and balancing the way we walk with the, with the Lord and the way we walk in this narrow road to make sure that we are not sinning against God. Said, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and do it, it not to him, it is sin. We call it sin of omission. So let's always remember that the Lord will bless you all. Now we are going to go to chapter 5, which is the last chapter of the book of James. I believe you are, I hope the Lord is giving you some insight in all of these things we are sharing. That the Lord will help you to be able to put all these things in practice. Like he said in the earlier chapter, he said, Do not be hearers only, but doers of the word us of the world so we have to be doers of what we are learning from the scriptures, and as we practice them we will get better and better and become like christ because that's these are the fruits of righteousness chapter 5 of the book of james and it's going to address something that say, go to now ye rich men started by talking to rich men weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you now this section many people have classified as a prophecy that is, he's addressing the rich in the world. It's not talking about the rich men that are serving God. It's talking about the rich men in the world that don't have anything to do with God. And that's really who he's addressing in chapter five. And that's why people say it's talking about it just look like a prophecy of the things that are going to happen in the world. Because whatever they are storing their riches and wealth will we become corrupted and it's going to come into what he's calling like a something that will burn their skin like fire. Let's read it. He said, "Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is conquered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were of fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. And how did they do all of these things?" Verse 4. Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, cried. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Now, that means it's more like what you call indicting the people that amass their wealth through corrupt means, they amass their wealth through corrupt practices. That's why he cited example of we uh, hire laborers and don't pay them or don't pay them uh, how much they, 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 should, they, they deserve. And they are cheating to make themselves rich. And that's really what uh, all of the people here is addressing here because that's how the men of the world amass their riches. Go But even in this country, America, for example, go and look at all these people that are multi-billionaires and say, well, how did they get all there? Why are the CEOs are the billionaires and the multi-billionaires? is the ceo is this the only person that make this corporation no but they are making billion dollar salary for themselves million dollar salary for themselves why the common engineers the commoners that are working hard labor in the in their factories are just paid what they they call normal salary when they make themselves rich and embezzled that is example of what he's talking about here why will the ceo be making million dollar a year just being a CEO of a corporation that is full of thousands of people working their house out and making just 10000 ten thousand, fifteen thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand 15000 40000 a year. And he's making a $1 million a year, $2 million a year, from some other perks. And he becomes multi-billionaires. See, those are the rich that are hiring laborers and they are, that are ripping your fields and you kept back by fraud the, the money. See? So those are the type of since he's addressing those are people you should be seeing in any corporation in america is full of people like that and you only hear their name they are the big multi-billion they are the ceos and the president of, and when you hear the salary they, they make for themselves the same thing is going on in some other poor country. look go and look at some point like a nigeria right now where they say well, the senators how much they make how much they assign for themselves when the common man in the streets they are stealing the money from the common man this money belongs to all the people in the streets and they are signed for themselves, money that is, even the President of America don't have that kind of salary. And the senators, the council members are ripping the government money into their own pocket. Those are the people that are hiring laborers and ripping, that ripping your field and you keep back the money by fraud. Those are fraud. And those are the things he's addressing here. And he said, all of this money will come back and burn your f- flesh as with fire. And that's what he's talking about. It's like prophecy but putting an indictment upon the rich that are their way through all these corrupt practices, corrupt hiring, corrupt payment of the salaries. Some of the governors in some states of of a country like Nigeria, some of them have been accused that they they won't pay the salary of all employees and they have multimillion in their own pocket. And they say there's no money to pay salaries, teachers, workers, or those who have retired. They have no money to pay the retired folks, but they have money to buy extra cars. To buy, to have, uh, parks, so many things like that. Those are all the things he was addressing here. That all you rich men, God is going to judge you. All the gold you suck up for yourself, it's going to become cancer. And just because even said very soon when their soul is demanded, they was going to hold all this thing that you amassed for yourself. You stole this money, you went to put it in this, in the, in the, in the foreign bank in Switzerland. And then when you die, may, the Switzerland people are put a foot on that. Lock up that money that, even your children that you think you're sorry for, they couldn't get to it. So you just throw the money away. Many things like that people don't even think when they are stealing all this money. And the Bible is warning people. Say the higher of the laborer you have that will live down your field, which is of you kept back by fraud, is crying to God. And their cries is coming to the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Verse 5 says, You have lived in pleasure on the earth. There was a video of somebody that I was watching. And they reported he, one of those ex, maybe he was now ex council member, that, that he has too many sleeves of cars for himself. When did he get all this money to buy the cars? Money he stole from the government when he was a uh, councillor or when he was this and one on the senator. And he bought red car, blue car, yellow car of this million dollar cars, multi million dollar car, and so on and so forth. And he's boasting of it how many cars he has. When the common man in the streets, where he stole those money, grown for afford a, a meal. God is going to judge all those things. May say, well, God is slow in judging. Yeah, God may be slow in judging. Their uh, own portion is for hell and lake of fire. See, God, because of hell and lake of fire, God sometimes postpones everything to deal with them or not. The story of a, a, a false prophet came to mind. I was preaching one time, this false prophet in the book of Second uh, Kings chapter 13. It's where that story was found. The man from Judah, who was a prophet of God from Judah, was deceived by a false old prophet they call him a lion that made the man of God do what God says you should not do and then the lion came and killed the the man of God from Judah and this false prophet came, the lion didn't even touch him the lion just left the false prophet as he were. God is not judging the false prophets yet their own is for hell and lake of fire but God judged that man of God speedily and he died by the lion the lion was sitting down there when the false prophet came, and the man just left the false prophet. Well, I read the old story in the Second king chapter thirteen about the story of the of the man of God from Judah, and the false prophet, false prophet that deceived him. And God didn't judge that false prophet yet. So that is to make you to to know that God is not judging the wicked one yet. They may be thinking they are they are going great, they are going strong, everything seems to be working out for them. But the time is coming, it's actually the first kings. The time is coming when their own part will be in the lake of fire and hell. But for the people of God, it may be swift and swift judgment. So we are warning you that are believers, don't participate in all those things that is going on. Don't participate in all those things that is going on in the world that you see, oh, that man become rich because he invested money. He got some contract and he didn't do it at all. And so on and so forth. That's first first Kings chapter thirteen is where you see the story of this false prophet that uh, and, the, and the man of God from Judah. And God is not judging the false prophets yet, because their own lot is in lake of fire and hell, which is eternal eternity. But any child of God don't participate in their evil behaviors, because your own judgment will be swift and rapid right here on earth, so that the God is saving is, 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 is saving you from hell and lake of fire. They die quickly, young, and then they go and in paradise, and God will still accept it because they believe in logical They just did something wrong that made them to go into that uh, punishment. But the wicked ones, the false ones, God will look at them and let them enjoy their evil things or not, and they go to the lake of fire for eternity. My friend, it's not a joke. Eternity is not a joke. Better repent and don't participate. If you are a believer, don't participate in their evil things. So that's why Apostle James in his letter was talking about the rich that are not fearing God, that they are, their doom is in the lake of fire. Verse five in of James chapter five that we are reading he said, "You have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanting. You have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he does not resist you." So these are all the things that the evil men are doing and amassing themselves wealth on the earth and. The, the thing God is not listening, God is not looking. And the thing who is going to judge them, they are the lot is reserved for the make of, of fire. That's why they are they seem to be prospering or not. King, King David said, Why is the wicked prospering? But after he went, he said, but After he went to the house of God, he saw that their doom is coming. That's why he begins to make sure that he's following God seriously. Now, verse 8 of James chapter 5. Be ye uh, said, be patient, therefore, brethren, now is exhorting we believers, and be patient. See all these wicked people and enjoying themselves and amassing wealth for themselves and going into all these uh, fraudulent things that they are doing. Don't envy them. Be patient, myself. brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband man waited for the precious fruit of the earth and asked long patience for it until he receives the early and latterly. God is waiting patiently until he gets all this seed, all his fruit, all these children that will be saved in, into the kingdom. Then it's coming to judge. But it said, be ye also patient. Establish your house for the coming of the Lord, draw it nigh. It's coming soon. It's coming soon. You see where he's been talked about for thousands of years. If he has come to 1,000 years good people like me would not have been saved or been born. So God is waiting till all of us come in and get into the world and and, and those that are like his own be saved because he knows how many spirits is sending to the world that has to be born. God God is the one that is dispensing the spirits to the world, so he has to get all of them. So he has given 6,000 years for mankind where he will spend, he will, he will dispense all the spirits to be born on not So that's why he couldn't come 1,000 years ago. All rest, people like me that like is preaching to you wouldn't have been born or be, have any hope of living. But you see, it's better to be born and be saved. And not part of to be a particle of this, you have to be born and be saved to be a particle of this kingdom that's coming. So, there, if there are still more people that there to be born, they have to be born. God has to send them every spirit that He has created. He knows how many human beings He has created in the spirit world that has to come and put on a human body and live like us and also be born again if they are seed of God. And then those who are not seed of God will be going to the lake of fire also. So by God is dispersing this peace to the world. So He's one that's going to decide when everything will be over with. So by saying, We be patient. Establish our heart for the coming of the Lord right now. He has a date fixed. And that date we are moving closer and closer to it. But as I say, grudge not one against another brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge stand there before the door. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord, for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. So, Apostle James is telling us that we ought to be patient, waiting for the Lord's coming. All these things we are seeing that look like troubling us. Look at the wicked just prospering. Look at how they are destroying the nation. Look at how they are just amassing money for themselves. How they are doing things to make the poor become poorer. And they are making themselves rich. Be patient. God is going to judge. God is, when God judges those that are evil, are going to that lake of fire. God is reserving the lake of fire for them. If they don't repent. They are going to that lake of fire. And we don't want to be offended by envying them. So that's why I say, be patient. We may suffer affliction. And we will, just like they are, you say the prophets also suffer affliction and they are men of patience. To Verse 11 Behold, we count them happy which endure. After they have endured with kindly, they were blessed by God. Now, look at the example of Job. He's going to cite here. You have heard of the patience of Job, how oh, God allowed the devil to try Job, and he did not offend God. He did not cause God. And you have seen the end of the Lord. That is, you've seen the end of our Lord Jesus Christ, how oh, he was crucified for us, and he did not cause. He has power to destroy all those people that wanted to crucify him, but he didn't use that power. He just submitted to death on the cross, for our sake, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy, to the point that he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. They do not know what they are doing, that they are actually saving us by killing the Messiah. They are, they are sacrificing his blood for mankind. They didn't even know, they thought they were angry at him and hating him. But you see, they are, that doesn't make them to be guiltless. Because they are still going to face their own because they allow the devil to use them. You are not to allow the devil to use you, brother and sister. Don't allow the devil to use you. Because everything that we are saying that these people they crucified Jesus Christ out of meanness, out of hatred for him, they crucified him. But they didn't know that actually they are doing mankind a favor because the Bible said by his death on the cross, he saved us, not accepting him as the Messiah when they should be forgiving them. God has already forgiven them they, they, because they did not accept and receive the forgiveness. Like the thief on the cross that did not accept or receive forgiveness, he was yelling at him also. He goes to his leg, to his, blood, to, his to his hell. The same way all those people that crucified him, if they did not repent before they die, because some of them could have repented, who knows. They did not repent before they die, they are going to hell and lake of fire too. So there is punishment for those evil doers because they allow the devil to use them. Don't allow the devil to use you against God. Very important. Even though when he's using you to persecute the believers, for example, like this uh, Islamic jihadist, the devil is using you to persecute the believers in Christ. That's what's happening. But you are going to be serving your own punishment because look at the Jews who are crucified. Jesus Christ said there will be a day of vengeance where they were all destroyed and taken away from that land and scattered everywhere. So the... praise the Lord well we will we continue this message in the next broadcast the Bible said precept shall be upon precept line upon line a little there, a little there." and I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today the Bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God in in other words we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of god it's not just a one-time shot you must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up we shall continue this message in the next broadcast don't miss the next broadcast god bless you